Hey everybody, this is Jonathan. And this is Katie. And you're listening to Intermission with the Mendos, where we take a break to discuss what's happening in our family, culture, and what we believe God is doing in the world. Today we're talking about going from panic to peace. Proverbs 12.20 says joy fills the hearts of those that are planning peace. So we hope that in the next few moments, you can take a break with us as we dive into creating a culture of peace for your life. We were talking about this idea, I think just in the middle of this whole thing, just the panic of it all and just saying that we really wanted to have a home that was full of peace and not of panic. And so I think, I mean, not that our kids are clueless, but right now they're just like in the backyard having a blast and living that home life. But, you know, yeah. And so I think, I think it's a really great um, example. I mean, even if you look at that from the standpoint of like, from the standpoint of us and what we're going through right now, they're a little clueless to like everything that's going on. But I think for the most part, that's basically because we've tried to make our home a place where there isn't panic, where they're not worried about this, about stuff running out or about uh, somebody getting sick or anything like that. Um, They feel safe and they feel like they're able to be kids. And I think that's a great picture of what it should look like even for us as adults with our relationship with the Lord and what he has to share with us through the word and while we pray and all that sort of stuff, just to know that he has our back, he has our interests in mind and that he is at work on our behalf. I agree. I think that once you started throwing those words around to me a few days ago, um, I just couldn't get it out of my head from from panic to peace. I would say if you step into our house, um, there is no signs of panic <laughs> in our home. Um, and I think that that's not something that just magically happened. I think that it's something we've been cultivating for years now. Yeah. Just because, because we're like proactively trying to combat that, like any sign of like there being any bit of worry or concern, um, or anything like that. I mean, our kids, Our kids aren't even, I would say they obviously want our family, our extended family. Like my, I think of my family, I think of your family, they want them to be healthy and well, and they're aware of what's going on. But at the same time, anytime that we can proactively dispel any panic and make sure that our kids feel safe and feel secure and that both you and I, same way that you and I can support each other and make sure that. Hey, if we're worried about, you know, this, we heard there was a case of Corona in Northwestern Hills and whatever sort of thing. I think we are too looking at each other going, hey, how can we encourage each other? How, how can we make sure that one of us is not falling into a state of panic wrapped around this whole scenario? Because we know, you know, we know what's there. And I think a lot of it too was even... For the majority of our marriage, you have like, you know, just prayed Psalm 91 like over and over and over and again. So I think um, with us even trying to proactively point our kids and each other to God's word and his promises and making sure that that when, 
you know, when this thing hit that we were ready from a from a perspective standpoint, not just, you know, not just from a practical standpoint, making sure that we had food when things were running out and this, that and the other, but from a spiritual standpoint, knowing that we were knowing that our future was secured by his promises. Yeah, that's right. We and it we definitely work for that. And it's when you're it's easy and it or it's I wouldn't yeah, it is easy. Being living good and living righteously and cultivating peace and living based out of biblical principles is easy. But what I'm saying as far as creating an atmosphere of peace in the midst of chaos or panic outside of your home, whether you have 10 kids or zero kids and you're single and you're, you know, binge watch Netflix at night because you're, you're afraid, mm-hmm. um, you you're know, escaping. and you're escaping, um, which I've been there, done that. But before Netflix, what did we use to just binge watch what was on TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just whatever, whatever um, was on. 2020, not 2020, but yeah. Yeah, just whatever um, was on. So no matter what end of the spectrum, I would tell anybody this. I think the key to any to cultivating an atmosphere of peace in your mind is first in your mind. Like we have, you have to be, you have to in your mind, in your body, in your soul, like you have to be at peace and at rest. And I, for a long time, I wasn't. For a long time, I dealt with anxiety. And I remember early into our marriage, Jonathan would have to take me to urgent care frequently because I would have heart palpitations and I couldn't catch my breath and, you know, all this stuff. And it was just, it was just crazy. And it was for nothing. It was like nothing. Um, and I had to come, I had to do the work to get to the root of that problem and, and learn how to have peace no matter what, no matter if we were on top of the world or we were just barely trying to (laughs) climb. Um, and then, you know, and then when you have kids involved in, in life, um, it's easy to bring them in. We're not proponents of people not telling their kids anything, the the that when people create this environment of like my kids know nothing about anything like I feel like you're doing your kids such a disservice when you do that because then when they get to the world real world they're so the not the world is like exploded equipped. yeah be open with your kids include them in life let them hear what's going on um, and the cool thing is is you can be their filter. You don't have to tell them every detail of the horror or the tragedy or whatever. You can, you filter it, filter it for your children, but at the same time, let them understand what's going on to their capacity. And then once they do, they can, um, then you can create this atmosphere at home. Like, yeah, we can't go to the store. We can't go to these restaurants. We can't do these things. Can't go to the zoo anymore right now. Um, but then you can include them in the prayers. You know, every morning we've been gathering and praying together and reading a scripture together and and including them so that they can be included in the miracle when they see, you know, the breakthrough, when they see the change, then they can point to God and say, oh, yeah, mom, look, this is what God did. And it's not just uh, our experience. It's all of ours as a family's experience. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time, too, because everybody kind of has the opportunity to re almost like renegotiate the terms in which you do home life. Like 
everybody has the chance to reestablish like this is the culture of our home and this is what it's going to look like, especially in a place, especially in a difficult place. So practical steps from going to from panic to peace. Yeah. Um, first one would be include the members of your family. And if you do, if you are single and if you do live alone, have somebody to talk to, get somebody to talk to. Um, and process with, and I'm not just talking about like your Insta story, talking on your Insta story, like get somebody in your corner to call on the phone. Yeah. Marco Polo. Whoever you do life with. Yeah. Like realistically, I think this is a point, we're at a point, even if you're single and on your own and the only people you know are at work, like people, everybody's going through the same thing. Like it's an easy time to make a phone call and go, hey man, just thinking about you. Like, I haven't had a ton going on, but I thought I'd reach out to you just because I'm used to seeing you every day and now I'm yeah. not seeing anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then and then if you have a family, um, you know, include them. Include them in, in what's going on and obviously gauge it to who you're talking to, who your audience is. Yeah. But I think that when you create an open environment to communicate in your home, it's, it's way easier to... Um, process feelings when you can have the freedom to talk about, yeah, how you're feeling. I think a practical step is right now is an opportunity to build good oh, yeah. habits. Reestablish, reestablish your family your home culture. culture. Yeah. Um, if you were, if if the just the culture of your home was crazy, rushed, and you know, yeah, busy extreme no you know everybody has their own schedule or whatever or you know you and your spouse are you know doing your own business or you know working your nine to fives and coming home and watching Netflix like re this is a perfect opportunity to reestablish the culture like how you want from this moment on um there's a prophetic word that um I've been just kind of leaning on into and holding on to with from somebody super respected but he basically is saying that the god is saying he's saying that he heard the lord say like when things get back and running it's not gonna be the normal you were used to it's gonna you're cre- we're gonna have an opportunity to create a new normal and don't look back don't look back to what was and and think about that like there will be a time when we look back to this to where we're at now and i think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to have remorse like that man we should have done this i had we we often don't we often say man i wish i wish i had the time to fill in the blank i mean a lot of people are going out for walks and doing this that and the other but i think it's a great opportunity to learn something to make to build the habit of getting into the word and reading and even as a family like we've been doing and for the kids to really learn and expect that time to happen um, and lean on that time and really to start f- building those muscles if you don't, if they don't have those muscles to do yeah. that. And I think, I think honestly, peace, there, peace will always be counterfeit until you invite the Prince of Peace which is such a preachy thing, but it's so true. Like it's, uh, it's so true. Like you need to invite the Holy spirit into your life, into your family, into your environment. Because when you do that, there is a peace that you can't explain. 
Um, and then from that piece, there's joy. We intentionally try and do things to have fun, to create the atmosphere of peace, but also joy. You know, we'll, we'll have dance parties. We'll, Jonathan, as I mean, he's like known as Mendo and he's like so cool and such an amazing filmmaker and he's all these things, but people don't know he's crazy too. He's hilarious. And so he's constantly making our family laugh and, um, we're, we're just like, we intentionally do things to be fun. And even, you know, when we go to, or after the kids go to bed, there will be a lot of times that Jonathan and I are like, hmm, we should watch something funny. Like we just put stuff on to laugh. And um, the Bible says, um, a merry heart does good like a medicine. And so that just means like there is strength that comes from laughter and joy. There's strength that comes from joy. His his joy is our strength. And so um, find places to create joy in your home. Yeah, I don't, I think, is, did you want to read something? Yeah. It, I was going to read actually Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside people peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for Mm. you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. This is the part that I love. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will or p- will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And I just feel like throughout the last few weeks being quarantined, um, I've just been telling the Lord, like, Lord, I'm coming. To, I'm I'm sitting at your table. Like the feast that you're preparing for me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, Lord, I am with you. Um, you're preparing. I believe you're preparing a feast for us in the presence of our enemies, and so we're partnering with you, Lord. Um, goodness and unfailing love are our portion um just so much like we have so much so much good on our side that Mm -hmm. if people would just like open up the bible and just read like a scripture um and focus on that it would yeah change their perspective a lot i think but to close from panic to peace out just remember friends number one Wait, are the practical tips? Yeah, yeah, practical tips. We're just recapping practical tips. Yeah, practical number one. Oh, gosh. (laughs) No, number one is just to stay connected with. Yeah, include people in Stay connected with people that you care about and that you can be vulnerable with and that you can lean on. Um, You step number two. Number two, create a new normal. Yeah, use this opportunity to, like, reestablish what your home life is like mm-hmm. even if you're just on your own what that routine looks like or what it is that you're consuming and what you, what it is you're putting into and just your head and like heart. and i mean just to be clear you gotta include jesus like just, you gotta yeah. include jesus into your normal if he was not very much included in the normal before all this you will not go back yeah give yourself i tell my group my life group at church give yourself three months to try this thing 
and go all in for three months. And then at the end of three months, if you don't like what you see, then go back to the way go you were. In, even for three weeks. It doesn't even have to be. <laughs> well, yeah, till I the think, end of April, too. I mean, I more think you, for sure. Yeah, I think it's really just an opportunity to like. And if you have kids, if you have kids, y- yeah, they they need. Include them in the process. Yeah, they need they need the Lord. They need they need to learn who he is and his presence. And, and it doesn't have to be this weird um, experience. You can make it fun. It should be fun. It should be something that they look forward to doing. And whether, you know, we've for years we've been teaching our kids how to do the um, armor of God. And we, from when they were little toddlers, we would, you know, sing a song that we just made up on how to do the armor of God and just to get it in their spirit and get it in their heart. And so in your new normal, um, the first thing, the first thing to the list, added to the list is making time with God. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like for your family. Regular time. Regular time with God. Yeah. Um, on a regular basis. And then and then when everything goes back to, you know, business as usual and things like that, it's something that has been implemented and put into place that they can now look forward to doing. And then number three. Making yeah. an intentional effort. To have joy. To have joy. So, yeah. You should pray for everybody. Okay. <laughs> If you made it this far, we're going to pray over you, uh, over all of us, really. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the time that we've had together. Thank you for um, these things that you're teaching us, uh, the opportunity that we have in front of us. Help us not to be overcome with panic, but instead to to foster peace in our homes. Uh, help us to be examples of what that looks like for our kids um, and, and and even for our friends, for those around us, help us to be an encouragement and to, to be an ambassador for peace and not one for panic. Help us to live our lives full of your joy and in your presence, God. We love you so very much. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. At the end of some of our episodes, we are going to invite our kids to talk about the subject we talked about. And so today, I'd be happy to introduce to you Malachi Mendoza. Malachi, welcome to the show. Malachi Mendoza, six-year-old, little handsome stud. After this, I could uh, make you a shake. Oh, you're going to make me a shake too? Well, dude, so I have a question for you. Yeah? Have you ever heard of something called coronavirus? Yes! Yeah? Yeah. What do you, what, what is coronavirus? It's a type of virus that mm-hmm. tries to get in the world and the devil made it. And oh Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it. Uh, no, think, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You're and, good, dude. Oh my gosh, I love it. And it makes you sick and sometimes you die. Sometimes that's people it. People die, yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm on stage right now. You feel like you're on stage? It's kind of like a stage. It's like an yeah. auditory stage. What does auditory mean? I don't mean? know. I I feel like maybe that's not even a word and I just made it up. Hey, you know what? Um, what? 
So ever since you stopped going to school, like, how do you feel about things? Have you had fun? Has it been scary? Have you had a good time or have you been worried or have you been happy or sad or worried? Worried? You've been worried. What have you been worried about? About my friends not coming to school and they died because of the Komodo virus. You're worried your friends could die of the Komodo virus? I'm worried about that. Are you really? You see them every day on your Marco Polos. I know, but I can't. I didn't see one. Who? Cole. Oh, you're worried about Cole? Yeah. Maybe we can, um, maybe we can see if we can figure out how to. Yeah, okay. Hit them up so that you can make sure that Cole does not have the Komodo virus. Are you worried at all about getting the Komodo virus? No. Why? Because the Komodo virus can't get in this house because it's surrounded with angels. Oh, that's true. That's true. Who's your favorite angel? Gabriel. The angel Gabriel. Why? Because... He's the head of the angels, mm-hmm. and he fights Satan. Ooh. Dang, son. What does your name mean, Malachi? Do you know what your name means? Yeah, it means God's messenger. Ooh, that's right. Boy, bring in that fire. Yeah. yeah Wait, baby. is all your friends hearing this? Uh, they will hearing it. Right now we're just recording it. Oh. But... Why is it Do you want like to say anything going... to the people? Is there anything you have to say? A special mess, a special message from the messenger of yeah. God? What do you have to say? So the Komodo virus won't get into your house because angels are surrounded and you can't get hurt. That's right. So you want to pray for them or anything? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Go for it. God help these people. That are sick to be better again and, and and help and God take the Komodo virus away from everyone in the whole entire world. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Malachi, for being on the show. Give me a five up top. You are amazing, and I am so proud of you. I love you, boy. I love you too, Dad. That's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, we'll yeah. Talk to you on the flippity flop, baby. That was a Justice, are you serious with the bubbles right now? We really appreciate the time you took listening today. I hope that this week you can be super intentional about how you're going to cultivate an atmosphere of peace in your world. Thanks again, everybody. And if you would like to stay in touch with what we have going on, you can follow us on Instagram over at themendos.com, but at themendos, or you can go to our website at themendos.com and drop us a line. And we would love to hear from you. Thanks again. And we hope you guys have an amazing week. Um, We will see you next week. Goodbye.